strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Forget about the team that just clinched the NFC East that is 9-1 against the NFC. It's the opponent not listed on the Cardinals' schedule. That is the toughest foe of them all because you battle this opponent seven days a week. Again, we'll forget about the team with the number one scoring offense and the most takeaways, who, by the way, have only beaten three teams with winning records all year. Here's the thing. The Cardinals right now, even if you (laughs) test negative, okay, if you're an Arizona Cardinal, you know what? You're still sick. You're sick right now of the three-game losing streak, and you're sick of reading the headlines, surging Cowboys against the sliding Cardinals or the skyrocketing Dallas Cowboys against skidding Arizona. We get all that, okay? Yes. It is the Big Red Rage with Dennis Gardak, by the way, who's going to join us in a matter of moments, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and we do have headlines. Plenty going on this holiday week, Wolf. What do you want to talk about first, Paulie? That is a question that I will ask you on this holiday season. Well, <laughs> Happy New Year, Paul. The headline of the day, obviously, is going to be, let's see, if we're scoring at home, it was eight different O-line combinations going into the Colts game, which made it nine which now means you're going to end up with the 10th different O-line combination Sunday in Dallas because DJ Humphreys has been added to the COVID list. Yeah, that is really interesting. A great place to start because that, to me, is a huge question mark going forward. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, Paulie, they've got to get back to running the football and being a lot more balanced offensively. This is really what I'm going to be looking for in this Dallas Cowboys game, doing it out of different personnel groups and doing it out of different positions for Kyler Murray, whether he's under center, whether you put him in the gun, you put him in the pistol, whatever it may be, a lot more combinations. I think we're going to see a little bit more balance with the Arizona Cardinals going forward. But, man, if you're going to bring balance, that means your offensive line is going to have to be big contributors in that. Yeah, DJ Humphreys was your rock at left tackle. Not only had he played every meaningful snap this year, but he's going to have a streak of 47 straight games played ended on Sunday because he got added to the COVID list. And just when you got Rodney Hudson back, at least you think he's tracking to be back. So, 
And that COVID list also includes Marcus Golden, who might be back on game day. We'll see. Devon Kennard has been added to that list. Sean Harlow, the new corner who's on the practice squad, uh, Breon Borders. But every single day, and we talked to Cliff Kingsbury about this on his weekly TV show, if you're the head coach, you have, you're just waiting for an email or a text, and you're wondering, okay, who yeah. is next? And so... It's a miserable place right now, obviously, for a lot of coaches and a lot of teams. The Cardinals are far from the only team. In fact, they're probably one of the less impacted teams we have seen. And the Colts, by the way, just came in and pulled it off, did they not, Wolf? Minus eight different starters and over a dozen significant players. And then they lost more during the course of the game. No doubt, Paulie. Once again, uh, the Colts, listen, you've got to give them an awful lot of credit for what they did. That is a tough tough football team right there to go out and play the way they did. You're talking about having four of their starting offensive linemen. They actually went into the game with three of their interior starters, and I mean two of them being pro bowlers. Really good players at the center position, of course, and at the left guard position, you have the best blocking left guard on the face of the planet in Quentin Nelson, and they go down in this game, and then, of course, you lose your tackle um, they were playing with four starters out of the game, the vast majority of that game, and you give them a lot of credit. And it's what I think we need to see the Arizona Cardinals doing. I think the Cardinal players have been talking about that very thing as well. I, I Paul, I'm glad they're playing a team like the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys have won four games in a row. Now, we could sit there and we could talk about the fact they beat the New Orleans Saints and they beat Washington Taylor twice. Heineke twice right, in the last exactly, month. Exactly, Paul. But still, they are playing better football, I think, overall. From the beginning of the season, yeah. I think in all three phases, there's no doubt about it, the Dallas Cowboys are playing better football. And I'm glad. This good. This is this is exactly what I think the Cardinals need a challenge something to say okay wake up and hopefully this will be the wake up game Well, they've lost three in a row, the Arizona Cardinals, five of their last eight and Cliff Kingsbury on where it all starts the turnaround Obviously haven't played as well as we would have liked and we just talked about being able to treat each practice rep like a game rep you know don't let things slide don't say hey coach I would have got it right on Sunday we're way too far into this deal to uh, to be falling back in any habits like that, and and so um, that that's what we got to do. It starts on, at, on the practice fields, and it's got to be able to carry over to game day. And we got a lot of work to do this week. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there've been some poignant comments this week. Kelvin Beecham telling the media, "We got to find a way to win situational football, which is kind of beating us down right now." That's Kelvin Beecham, one of the unquestioned team leaders. Uh, there was Cliff Kingsbury in the press conference saying, "We got to start treating practice like a game, so the games don't feel sped up to us." Mm-hmm. And he hinted at practice again right there, Wolf. So, you know, they got to figure out uh, a way to amp things up, whether it's the urgency, whether it's the attention to detail I mean, 11 penalties against the Colts obviously um, so you know you can look at the film and obviously there's a lot of critics out there right now to which Kyler Murray had something to say check this out what Kyler told the media yesterday there's tons of people out there that don't have a clue what they're talking about they don't, I mean when you win you know all that stuff gets swept on the rug uh, so like I said last year I mean we were winning um, and you know we were still doing some of those same things you got to do the little things right I mean no, no matter what you're doing in life I mean People don't have a clue, but you know, if you watch the film, you know what you're looking at. It's not far off. We're, we're not far off. 
Right, so Wolf, you do watch the film. You do yeah. know what you're looking at. What do you think about that comment? Yeah, listen, I, I think you don't want to panic. That much I do know. And you always have to remember this right here, Paulie. And I, I remember this distinctly, being a player. I have a player's mentality. It's never going to leave me. I don't care how fat, how old I get, Paul. It's not going to leave me. That player mentality. And the player mentality is, I got this. That is what you hope the player's mentality is. And guess what? The player always feels the best about any type of situation, any adversity that he faces, because he faces a lot of adversity on Sunday. <laughs> it's, a, it's a normal thing to go out in competition and compete, Paul, and face adversity on Sunday because you can do something about it. For all of us that are sitting here analyzing all of it, I don't know, Polly. I you know you, I know you're a sideline reporter and you don't splatter easily, though. I I know that, Paul. Yeah. But you know what? There might be a little panic coming from the Calvisi compound. Might little be bit. a little bit of it. Little bit. And for me, as an analyst, even I'm looking at it, going, "Okay, boys, I, I guess we're playing for keeps." And, you know, it's time to go. It's time to well, ball right now. Everybody, can you imagine fans? They're feeling the same way. Here we go. We've lost three in a row. Wake up, guys. Let's start playing like we did in the first half of the season. And yet, as a player, you're like, hey, hey, hey we got this. Settle down. Now you got to go prove it, Paul. Yeah. And look, there's been a lot of honesty. I mean, the guys have been pretty forthright. When we're talking to Cliff Kingsbury after the game, and he says, you know what, we continue to find ways to lose games. When he says later, you know, mistakes are showing up that didn't we didn't see earlier in the season. Kyler after the game calling a, quote, bad football. We're pretty much killing ourselves. I mean, they know what's wrong. Yeah. What is your confidence level? They can correct it. Yeah, no, my confidence level is they can correct it because of the talent that they have, Paul. They have the talent still. I know they're missing DeAndre Hopkins. I know they're missing J.J. Watt. I know they've been missing Rodney Hudson. I know they've been missing James Conner. Paul, these are big misses, too. And you've got to understand, when I see this... Uh, This is an intangible problem because the talent is there. The tangible is there for the Arizona Cardinals. I think this is more in the ether. I could be dead wrong on this, Paul. This is just me being around the game for as long as I have, looking in from the outside. I think it's inside the locker room, the intangibles. I think they're missing a lot of the leadership. And the reason being, Paul, is, listen, you can't lead if you're not playing. You can't, Paul. I, I'm sorry. You can sit there and rah-rah it. You can cheerlead if you want to do that. But you can't lead because you're not doing first. You've got to do and then say. And right now, they've they've got guys that are key guys that can't do, like Rodney Hudson, James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. Watt. Yep. And you know what, Wolf? Those aren't just pro bowlers. Some of them are <laughs> yeah. famers. Yeah. But... but in a lot of ways, it's the Cardinals' identity. It's the Cardinals' DNA, especially on offense. To me, when you're missing DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you haven't really effectively adjusted no. to not having that. The last you're eight right, games, Paul. you're averaging 21 points per game, whereas your first seven games, it was 32 points per game. Yeah. So we'll talk to Dennis Gardeck when we come back. By the way, the Dave Pash Podcast, episode number 22, available now, featuring legendary Suns announcer Al McCoy, wherever you get your podcast, The Big Red Rage with Dennis Gardeck, all presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. 
Shotgun snap hurts. Short set. Steps up. Being chased far side by Gardeck. Sacks him at the 41-yard line. Dennis Gardeck has become the sack machine. Shotgun snap. Hurts with a short set. In trouble. Steps up. Gets hit. And sacked. Dennis Gardeck was there first. Somebody hit the stroll, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gardecky! Gardecky! That's Kyler Murray mic'd up last season, and uh, his little shout-out, his salute to our special guest tonight on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Wolf, I have come to learn, as your pencil neck sideline guy, that when out on that field, there's an extreme amount of chaos, right, and they're peeling guys off, and there's dudes pinballing around, and especially on special teams, right, and a play registers on the Richter scale. You know, the epicenter is usually number 45. Mm-hmm. Our guest, Dennis Gardeck. Would you agree with that, Ron Wolf? There's no doubt about it. The barbarian, Paul. What is good, Gardeck? Dennis, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. How we doing? Hey, Paul, how are you? What's going on, Dennis? How are you, buddy? I'm doing excellent. How are you guys doing? Man, really appreciate you joining us right now. Let's just get right into it, shall we? How are you doing? How are you doing physically right now, holding up at this point of the season? I'm doing great. You know, I, I was out those first couple of weeks with the hand injury. My mm-hmm. knee my knee was good to go. Um, it was the hand injury. Kind of gave me some more time to really sure some things up. And then the next couple of weeks was kind of just getting back into that rhythm that I missed out with uh, uh, no training camp. But I feel great, um, and I feel like I kind of have that competitive edge of, of not having those first couple um, games to grind through. When you say you feel great, I mean, be honest. Be honest. Where are you with the knee? Because for everything you did last year and those two sacks we just heard against the Mm -hmm. Eagles, and it was a remarkable run when you were inserted on defense last year, the downer was that it ended with a season-ending knee injury. And and it was late in the Mm -hmm. season, obviously, in December. So I think a lot of people wondered, okay, what's realistic? What have you found in your recovery with the knee? Um. Well, I, I was I was really honest with the whole process, and you know, um, just understanding the, the the injury and kind of the timing, and, and it, it was kind of hard. And letting myself kind of feel that, I think, really helped me in my recovery process of being able, you know, to be a little bit angry about it. I knew I had given everything that that I had, so I was I was content with that season. But letting myself be a little angry, I think, helped me attack my rehab a little bit more, a little harder. Um, and everything went great as far as, as training went with our training staff. They did a great job and kind of keeping me out of my own way um, and, and freaking out or doing anything crazy. Um, and I feel like everything happened that it was supposed to. The hand was a bummer. Um, but I think everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. So, Dennis, how, how, what does that C mean to you? That means everything um, to to be able to uh, to have that C on your chest. It means that the guys in the locker room see you as a leader. Um, that's not something that's voted on by um, you guys as media or as coaches or, or anything. That's that's strictly the guys in the locker room, um, and and everything that has to do with that fraternity of men um, carries a lot of weight. 
Yeah, for those who aren't familiar, Dennis Gardeck is our guest. He signed with the Cardinals in 2018 as an undrafted rookie free agent out of Sioux Falls. He was named a Pro Bowl alternate in his second year on mm-hmm. special teams in 2019. Then Wolf, your reference, last year named a team captain for the first time. And in just 93 defensive snaps, Dennis had seven sacks, seven tackles for loss, 10 quarterback hits. And and so that is that it was just such a stunning, stunning performance when you got snaps. And now we're tracking towards Sunday, Dennis, and we mentioned off the top of the show. When you're looking at the COVID list and you see Marcus Golden and you say, see uh, Devon Kennard, right? And, and both Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury have said it this week. Yes, we're going to be calling Dennis Gardeck's name. I mean, just tell us about your anticipation mm-hmm. for Sunday. Um, yeah, it, for me, it really doesn't change. Everything, um, everything I've been practicing and working on is, is still there. Now I just, I get more of a chance to showcase it. So, um, it's it's not oh now the situation arises itself and I need to prepare for it. it it's it's been a process throughout the entire season and now the opportunity presents itself. Are you going to hit the what is it the strobe, Dennis? Is that what you do there? Is it the strobe the, or, or turn the, the cone, strobe, Kona? What, which one was it now? Turning the Kona was the first one. That one got vetted out pretty soon. <laughs> um, it was not. Had P put an end to that one pretty early, um, but he did appreciate the the hit and the stroke. Um, we'll see what happens. I tend I, I I call it blacking out on the field, and and the strobe is what kind of stuck. Um, but we'll see what happens. Well, here's what your defensive coordinator had to say today when your name came up during the Vance Joseph press conference. I think he's close to having a big game. You know, I mean, this guy if he gets multiple opportunities he will make some plays so again i mean he's he's one of the young guys i'm excited to watch on sunday with more opportunity you know he wants a chance to prove again you know his his work to our football team true or false is that is that, is that does that capsulize your mindset right now what your d coordinator just said mm-hmm. absolutely i i think you're proving you're proving your worth week in and week out and um just just the faith he has in me again along with the preparation that I've put in is kind of what gives me um, my edge on the field is, is that kind of gives me my teeth and I, I'm ready to go um, in part to, to his confidence in me to put me out there um, and confidence in my preparation um, as well as uh, film study and all of that. Dennis, let's talk about uh, real football, shall we? Special teams. We all know if you can play special mm-hmm. teams right now, honestly, um, you could play any position in the National Football League. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be talented in terms of catching the football or throwing the football or running the football. It doesn't. It just means you're probably going to be really talented and very comfortable in knocking somebody's face off. Correct, Dennis? I mean, that's that's what special teams is all about. Talk to me about your special teams this year and how you feel it's going for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a, a veteran group that's kind of been banged up here and there. We're, we're playing with a bunch of uh, different pieces kind of throughout the season. Um, I think we've kind of caught our stride in terms of, of who we're playing with. we got some big guys coming back. we got Tanner and, uh, and Zeke have both been activated mm-hmm. off their, their windows. Um, it's an exciting time for special teams. Um, so I, I'm really excited. 
Tell us about, and Dennis Gardeck is our guest, tell us about the crazy punt return against the Colts. Mm. There I was filling in for Dave Pash, right? Paulie pinch hitter. And then all of a sudden, you guys bust out that punt return, and I'm calling Christian Kirk returning it, when all of a sudden it's Byron Murphy, and I felt a little better later when I saw the highlight, and even the TV cameraman for Fox followed the wrong guy. But tell us about that play, because, man, that hit, Mm. and you had Byron Murphy bring it all the way out to midfield. Yeah, that will... First of all, that's a tremendous effort by Byron um, to be able to run all the way back. I think he ran 40-something yards back to catch the ball over his shoulder. And then now he's got to run for the return, and he got it back um, another 40-plus yards. Um, so that's just a tremendous effort by Byron. Um, and and our special teams coordinator, uh, Rogers, has, has a great phrase, don't do the same thing every time. And um, they – they were kind of known for in, in the um, the plus fifty area to always be kicking it that way, um, and and we saw an opportunity and uh, we practiced it and it, it was a success. Dennis, that goes right into your stance, right? Even your very stance and how you stand, like a personal protector. When Jeff Rogers says, "Don't don't do mm-hmm. something the same way every time," that means right down to the individual on the field, correct? Exactly. Yep. Any any tendencies he's going to sniff out. He, he's great at uh, coming up with uh, great game plans based on uh, what he's seeing on the tape. I love that because honestly, man, when he told me, I it, it didn't dawn on me. But what when he said it was so obvious to me. He said, "Look at the personal protector. How much of the time do you see the?" Pr-? And it's so true because that's what I did. I was a personal protector, calling out fronts and you know this. And here's how we're going to block this thing. And then all of a sudden, when I get set, here comes the ball. It's a great timing device for a lot of. Teams that are trying to block a punt as well. I love the fact exactly. that he has our personal protector stand straight up and down, and he does not move. That, to me, that's a little thing, Dennis, but that's who Jeff Rogers is, right? Absolutely. He's got everything coached down to the detail. Yeah. So do you think the Dallas tackles are watching your film from last year, Dennis? Because there can't be a lot to go on necessarily this year right and for you to come in last year and i'm looking at it right now you came in because i remember vividly that empty metlife stadium and you came in and chandler jones had the season ending injury and you came in and you had two sacks and then at the giants you had two more sacks and just eight snaps and then you had two more snacks against sacks against philly and and i'm just curious um is you know do you do it a little bit differently than a lot of pass rushers to what you guys were just talking about, and how much has that served you in your ability to get to the quarterback when you're out there? Uh, do what differently? The details? Just, just your, you know, maybe, do you have a little bit more of an unorthodox type style that, you know, you're, you're obviously a different body type than a Chandler Jones or a Marcus Golden. Is it just sort of that change-up, and do you think Dallas tackles are maybe going back and looking at some of your film from last year? Yeah, I, I I'm not underestimating the Dallas tackles at all. I'm sure they're going back and looking at everything they can to be prepared. Um, NFL football players are are not going to step out on the field feeling unprepared. Um, So I'm sure they're looking at it. I'm sure they know exactly how they're going to set me. Um, They they know how to stop me, and then uh, I'm going to go out there and make them question it. Love that, man. Got to have that kind of mentality. That mentality, too, is something that I want to talk to you about specifically. 
when we come back in the next beautiful part of the program, the mentality, not only your mentality, because I think it's a special mentality, but the collective that is going on in that locker room right now. I want to talk to you a little bit more in depth about that when we come back, Dennis. Yeah, we'll get a sense as to the pulse and vibe of this Cardinals team right now going into this game, what it's been like this week, what the locker room is like, where the confidence level is right now. And if you caught it on YouTube and the Cardinals website, his video series, How I Got Here. I mean, Dennis is a natural Mm -hmm. on camera. I think he has a post-playing career. We're going to talk about that. It is the Big Red Rage with Dennis Gardeck, all presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Cardinals showing Blitz off the edge. Here comes Buda racing and trying to corral Carson Wentz from behind. He tracks him and bags him. Hawk ties him from behind. Down goes Wentz. And the Cardinals hold on third down. Boy, how about that? Vance Joseph flashing a little cover zero. Zero. Bring everybody. Huns over the wall. Tyler is looking left. Pats it. Throws it towards the far sideline. And there's the touchdown. Antoine Wesley, the big target on the far sideline. And that pass was right on the money. Kyler drops it in the bucket for six. Oh, that is big time right there by Kyler Murray. And that was what the Cardinals were doing earlier this year when they started 7-0. 10-2, and two, complimentary football. Right, Wolf? The offense and defense feeding off each other. Big play by the D. The offense cashes it in. And so that is what the Cardinals are hoping to uh, bring some more of starting this Sunday in Dallas after the Christmas night loss. Bah humbug to the Colts, 22-16. Dennis Gardeck is our guest. And Dennis, uh, earlier today, Zach Ertz told the media, and I'm quoting loosely, we're still the same team we were when everybody was saying we were the best team in the NFL. we got to play with the same confidence and swagger. Do you agree with that? And, and, and how far would that go? And, and how close do you think the Cardinals are to recapturing that? Yeah, I, I 100% agree with Zach. Um, there, there's no panic um, in this football team, and I think that comes from – the, the amount of trust we have in each other as players as well as the coaching staff in getting us prepared and creating game plans um, for us to win. Um, so so I think that's going to be incredible um, to our our future success. So, Dennis, it's so odd because you look at it, of course, and the numbers 7-0, and first of all. 7-0 and is how you, how you started the season um, ten and two after twelve weeks of the season. That that number to me, Dennis, is even more impressive than the seven and zero. And it's only because twelve weeks of football. We knew you weren't going to go undefeated. Everybody knew the Arizona Cardinals weren't going to go undefeated for the most part. Seven and zero. That's a great start. There's no doubt about it. But we knew adversity was coming at some point in time, just the way everyone faces adversity across the league. The ten and two number to me was the that was the eye opener. You don't get to 10 and 2 especially because you played 3 games without your franchise quarterback and without DeAndre Hopkins and you won 2 of them. And there you are at 10 and 2 on the season. That was the most impressive number to me. Now you're 10 and 5. How do you get back to winning? That is the question that everybody is asking. What do you think this team has got to do? 
to start winning? I think we continue to fight. We uh, um, continue to put in the work that we have been doing. Um, and and on Sunday, when we do it right, it, the, the chips will fall um, where they will. Um, and eventually we, we will catch that stride and we'll, we'll continue to win again. Um, and that will carry us on. It feels good to do it because you know as a player you have control, right? I mean, this is the great thing about it. As a player, you know there's something, Dennis, you can do about it. There's something you have control over the situation. Now, you can't make your teammate go out and play great, but you can go out and play great. It's one of the it's one of the great gifts I think of playing in the National Football League is having that kind of confidence and walking out in between the white lines. Dennis, do, do you still think there is confidence in your teammates inside that locker room? Absolutely, and that's where that that no panic mentality comes from. Um, I think. You're hitting on a point, but I want to drive it home a little bit more. Is, is you can do what's in your control. The, the, yes. the no panic side of thing is is controlling what we can control. I'm going to make my plays. I'm going to do my job, and yes. trusting that all 11 people on the field are doing that. That's that's where the success comes from. Yes. Cardinals linebacker Dennis Gardeck is our guest. All right, so Dallas in their last game crushed Washington 56-14. to I know you've seen the numbers. They're in the number one scoring offense in the league, number one in total offense, which is yards per game. Uh, you tell us, what stands out the most from watching the game film? Uh, they got great receivers, um, an incredible talent at quarterback, Um you know, big, strong, physical offensive line. We we got our work cut out for us. Um, I trust Vance's game plan, and, and we're going to go out there and um, put up a fight. Dennis, quick, yeah, go ahead, Paul. Say, on Vance's game plan, how, how tough is it when you have so many different parts, especially the secondary, right? You're missing two of your top three corners, and now there are different parts in the front seven, and, and Zavin might even be playing out of position, right? I mean, he, he might be on the outside and, and be in that rotation. Um, how much of a challenge is just communication? Because I hear guys talk about that, and, and you know how key that is when offenses are trying to exploit you you know, and, and change plays and, and, and so forth. I mean, you guys all have to be playing the same defense at the same time. Does that get to be a challenge when there's a lot of moving parts? Well, I, I think it starts with the coaching, and, and we're coached that everyone is a starter. The, the standard is the standard, um, and that, that starts with the head man on down. Um so, so, yes, obviously there's going to be um, some things that we're working through, but the standard is the standard, and, and um, the final product out there um, is an NFL football team playing an NFL football team. Dennis, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys offense on tape, do you see similarities between the Cowboys offense and our offense? Oh, there, it, it is a copycat league. There's, there's going to be things that every every team is exploiting and doing in different areas, but they do have some nuance um, and, and just just understanding not only how they play, but how they're going to attack us, what they've seen on film, and, and being able to be prepared for kind of how they're game planning us is, is really what's going on throughout the week. 
Here's your defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, uh, today to the media, a little scouting report on Dak Prescott. Dak does so much at the line of scrimmage. I mean, he is, he is doing a great job of putting his team into the best plays. So you have to have a great scheme to disguise coverages and disguise looks to, to uh, make the down uh, fair for you. You know, if you don't, he will put his team in the best play possible, and that's first, second, and third down, and especially in the red zone. The more I listen to your, your defensive coordinator, Vance, the more I, I come to realize it's really a complex scheme you guys are running, isn't it? I mean, you have pre-snap looks and you snap to something else after the ball is in play. And, I mean, you, it's probably a lot more complex than we realize what you guys are running out there. Uh, yeah, but it, it's also very simple at the, at, at the same time. Uh, BJ has a, a, a phrase I like to tease him about, but easy for us, hard for them. And it, and it it's a way of simplifying our calls and making making it very simple for us. And then um, while they're kind of having to go through a bunch of gymnastics and figure all that stuff out. You know, one of the things I think you guys were doing earlier in the season, Dennis, is I think your your defense was really feeding off your offense, and your offense was feeding your defense. And I say that because earlier in the season, the Arizona Cardinals offense, whether they're running it or throwing the ball, they were scoring points, scoring a lot of points, and getting up on teams. And now suddenly teams were one-dimensional against you guys, and I think this is just my observation watching you play. I think this defense's strength is against the pass in order to get to the quarterback, getting pressure on the quarterback, the coverage downfield. You guys were in the top five defensive quarterback rating teams in the National Football League Mm. for the first 10 weeks of the season. Top five, elite in terms of defensive quarterback rating. And you know that number takes everything into account. The pass rush, the coverage, how buttoned up you are on the back end, the mental errors, incredible number to take a look at. And that was the way you guys were playing. And I thought that fed into the strength of your team. That's kind of what the Dallas Cowboys do as well. They score points and try to make the te- the opposing team one-dimensional so that now all of a sudden guys like Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, uh, Demarcus Lawrence can kind of tee off and rush opposing quarterbacks. I see a grand scheme similarity between the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Am I out of my mind? <laughs> no, no. That that's. I feel like that's the goal of any defense is to make them one-dimensional. Because um, obviously, once you know exactly what they're going to be doing, um, it, it, it makes your job a lot easier. You know, in, Dennis Gardeck is our guest, and for those who haven't seen it, all right, he, he has his little side job, a little side hustle, and he's hosting a video series. You tell us about it. Give us a quick synopsis for those who haven't seen it. It's called How I Got Here, and you feature the nutrition staff at the Cardinals, the strength coaches, Spanish broadcaster Rolando Cantu, the former Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who haven't seen it and are going to dial it up, what, what can they expect? Yeah, so how I got here actually started during the rehab process with my ACL. Um, I was having – you can't just small talk when you're rehabbing. I'm there every single day um, for multiple hours a day. So you really get to know uh, the men and women around you. And I was talking with one of our, our trainers, Jess Heffel, and she was voted most athletic her senior year or something like that. And I just thought it was the craziest thing, like, you know – 
that here she is, this great athlete in high school, and now she's. I wasn't even voted most athletic in, in my senior <laughs> class. Um, but that kind of started like, man, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got something. Like there, there are some incredible stories in our building, um, and and I've kind of been highlighted for you know Division Two, this and that, undrafted special teams. But it, it, it's not just me. It's there. It, there isn't a person in our building um, that has just a regular run-of-the-mill story, like, oh, nothing surprising there. Everybody has something. Um, and that was the goal behind how I got here is to kind of uncover. And, and honestly, it's it's for the guys in the in the building as well. Like, you can learn something about these people that you're saying, hi, how are you doing, and, and just kind of going about your day. Um, you can learn something about them. Dennis, when you look at your career right now, where do you see it ending? How long do you want to play? I'm going to play until they kick me out. Until <laughs> um, they rip it off your back. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing until they kick me out. Um, no, I'm, I'm continuing to improve and finding, finding ways to learn about offenses, which I think is very important, finding ways to um, do my job better. Um, I, I feel like I'm still learning and growing, and, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited for my future and, and where it's headed. But as far as a date and how long I want to play, it's, it's till they kick me out. That's awesome, dude. And as far as this Sunday goes, describe your excitement level at getting extended action against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm just excited for the opportunity to uh, to showcase all this work I've been putting in throughout the year, you know, long offseason, all of that. Um, I'm just excited for the opportunity. Dennis, well, thank you, man. Really appreciate your time this evening. It's good to see you excel in the small talk because if you want to see someone fail at small talk, Ron Wolfley is your guy. <laughs> he's just he's miserable the worst. at small talk. I the am. Worst. I am. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, just know that. He, he might be the only guy in the building who, who would not be a good subject. All right, that's enough, got, Paul. Okay, that's enough. Okay, thank, thank you, Dennis. You. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> thank you both for having me. Okay, brother. There you go. Always great to uh, connect with Wolf. You know, the other thing is, you know, your nickname, by the way. You yeah. know, the rare nickname that stuck, the Barbarian, he actually enjoys it. Back with more on the Big Red Rage. First and ten on the Cardinal 20. Snap to Murray. Drops back to throw. Looking deep. Airing it out. Middle of the field. He's got Kirk. It's caught at the 40. Kirk at the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. An 80-yard strike. Kyler Murray to Christian Kirk. Two touchdowns for Kirk now in the game. Oh, baby. That was huge right there. Kyler Murray saw Christian Kirk. And he just ran the go route. What a great throw. Kyler Murray laid it out there, and Christian Kirk went and got it. By his fingertips. And I still remember Christian Kirk's explanation after the game that he just kept sprinting and sprinting. Even though he saw it, he just he waited because he knew how close it was going to be. And he didn't shoot his hands out to the very last moment because he didn't want to break stride. And boom, there you see. What was amazing, though, in that jack stomping to the Cowboys last year on Monday Night Football, Ron Wolfley, welcome back in to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, is that Kyler improved to 7-0 and all-time as a starter in the Cowboys Stadium High School, Oklahoma, in the NFL. But 
he didn't have a great game, at least not on the stat sheet. He was 9-24 passing. He misfired on 8 of his first 11. Remember, he missed Larry in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Maybe the most confounding throw I've seen in his entire career. He had one completion in the second half after they took a big lead, started to run the ball. So uh, we'll see. And, and I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, after watching him meet the media this week, there was a little bit of an edge to him. And I think an angry Kyler yeah. is a good Kyler. I'm with you on that, Bully. I think he's going to be locked in Sunday. I mean, why not? What is wrong? It's the game of football, after all. What is wrong with a quarterback even having a little something-something dripping out of the side of his neck? Isn't that right, Tom Brady? <laughs> yes. I mean, what is wrong, yes. Paul? The guy who just that? got fined for smashing the Microsoft Surface tablet, <laughs> right? So, and, you know, and walking over to the Saints sideline and saying something we can't repeat on the air. Paulie, I've said this many, many times to you. I've said this many times. I mean, can you imagine you're a basketball player, Paulie? I mean, you're a little guy. I understand that. You'd I have, was a point guard you'd in high have school. To, you'd have to be the point. Backup. But imagine to that point, if Steve Nash walked up to you and, and was your teammate and said, Paul, what are you doing? You're killing us, right? I mean, imagine the impact of that. Again, I, I just, this is, the Cardinals have got to get back to playing that special brand of football. And that means I want to see the balance. I want to see the balance offensively, Paul. And you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. Because this dawned on me earlier this week. That what we saw to Kyler in week one at Tennessee was the angry Kyler. Yeah. he And I, I can say it from the sideline because they said it after the game and they named names. Kyler lit up DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore in the first half of the Tennessee game for making mental errors. Oh, my goodness. And, 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 and let me tell you, that set a tone. It really did. <laughs> when, when players are holding players accountable, when the quarterback, the face of the franchise, he's holding guys accountable, yes. all of a sudden, you tell me as a player, I mean, oh, yeah. that urgency just bubbles up a little bit more, does it not? No, there's no doubt about it, Paulie. It does. And that's exactly what Kyler's got to do. But once again, Kyler's got to be buttoned up as well. Kyler, it all starts with your franchise quarterback. It's the reason why they get the inordinate amount of money and credit, I might add, that they do. They impact so many other people. Their play impacts the defense, Paul. Not the offense. It impacts the defense as well and how the defense goes. It's just human nature. If you look out there and see your quarterback making horrible reads and horrible throws, you're like, what is going on? Right? You, you're filled with doubt. And I'm not saying that's what Kyler's doing. I'm not saying that at all. Heed my words and hear them well. I'm speaking generally. If you watch your franchise quarterback go out there and light it up, man, it's it fills you with this. This is we're going to win this game. And again, it's not a conscious thought that you have. It's just a confidence level that you're playing with. The Cardinals need to get back to being balanced offensively and running the ball and doing it well in between the tackles. And I think getting Rodney Hudson back, and I think James Conner, if he's able to go, oh my goodness, Polly, if James Conner is able to go and chase Edmonds, we can get them in tandem in the backfield once again, running the ball in a north-south kind of way and then taking some shots down the field via Christian Kirk or A.J. Green. Get back to doing that man bring the balance back to this offense that's what i'm looking for first in dallas you mentioned rodney hudson the arizona cardinals this year with their pro bowl caliber center they're eight and two without him 
They're two and three. A holo. Here's Cliff Kingsbury on the return of Rodney Hudson. Rodney's been huge for us. When you look at the games that he's played in, we, we played really uh, well offensively, and, and he's the security blanket for all of us, really, the coaching staff and the O-line, the skill position players. I mean, he, he's kind of the glue that's made it all stick together. Uh, so we're, it's a big deal to get him back, and we'll, we'll ease him back in the next few days, try and get his conditioning going, make sure he feels uh, up to speed, and hopefully by game day he's ready to roll. As Cliff said later to the media, Rodney Hudson is rarely wrong, <laughs> meaning mm-hmm. when he's making the calls yeah. and they're adjusting things. And how many times early in the season was Rodney Hudson responsible for an audible or a pass protection set that was key to a big play? Yeah, no doubt about it. And once again, I also think, too, you got to make the Cowboys one-dimensional, Paul. I mean, if you can make them one-dimensional, I, I think that might actually help the Arizona Cardinals, and one of the ways to make them one-dimensional offensively, Paul, is for the Cardinals' offense to go out and be balanced and control the ball a little bit more. Everyone tries to do that to the Arizona Cardinals, right? Why not do it to the Dallas Cowboys as well? Be balanced. Be able to run the ball a little bit better. And now all of a sudden, score points when you get those red zone opportunities. Maximize those score points and make the Cowboys play catch up. Yeah, think about it. They're number one in scoring offense, 30-plus points a game, number one in total offense. It makes total sense. And guess what? You are banged up in your secondary. The Cardinals right now, if you want a number, they have allowed 21 touchdowns to receivers, the most in the NFL. And the Cowboys might have the most talented receiver room in the league. Hey, take a journey through Cardinals history. Watch Cardinals Folk Tales on YouTube.com slash AZ Cardinals. You can also check out the original podcast by searching Cardinals Folk Tales wherever you get your podcasts. For Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. Special thanks Jim Omohundra on Cody Fincher and Dennis Gardeck as well. This has been the Big Red Rage. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club